Welcome to the PathStream podcast. At PathStream, our mission is to prepare students of all ages for high-demand digital skills careers. And in this podcast, we talk to real-world professionals who are working in those high-demand jobs right now to learn about how they got started. We also talk to students who have successfully gone through our programs, we learn more about the humans behind PathStream, and we chat with other leaders in online learning and the future of work to see where this industry is headed. Enjoy the episode. Hello, everybody, and welcome once again to the PathStream podcast. My name is Anthony, and I'm on the learning design team here at PathStream and one of your hosts. Today, I'm very excited because I have the chance to talk to one of the most brilliant people I know, Eleanor Cooper. Eleanor is the CEO and co-founder of PathStream, and today we're going to hear her story, learn more about how she started the company, what motivates her, and what most excites her about the future of online learning. Eleanor, so happy you stopped by to chat today. Thank you, Anthony. It is a pleasure to be here with you. Yes. Um, so it's not every day that we have the uh, the CEO, the co-founder of the company on. Um, so it's, you know, it's very personally exciting, as I, as I already said. But I'd just love to hear, Eleanor, from you, because I don't think a lot of people maybe have heard the, the origin story of PathStream or how it started. So I'm wondering if you remember the day or the moment when you had the idea that would eventually become this company and just uh, you know, a little bit about what inspired you to start this journey that we're all on now. Yeah, absolutely. Um, there, there is a, a moment at least that I've uh, held onto in my mind when PathStream sort of came to, to existence for me. Um, a little bit of the preamble to that is that Prior to this moment happening, I had had some previous work experiences working in international development and economic development. So I worked abroad. Um, I was working for the United Nations Development Program in Malawi, working on a project to give out loans to small business owners. And while I was living there, it, it, it really ignited my passion for uh, unlocking human potential and helping more individuals have the opportunity to be whatever they want to be, to be their best. And it was so evident that there were so many individuals in this village I was working in in Malawi who had passion and had a vision for a business that they wanted to start and they wanted to build. But there was a lot of infrastructure that was missing. There was lack of access to capital as, as well as power and other sort of basic needs. And so, so many people's dreams, you know, either kind of were, were unrealized or underrealized due to their circumstances. And that kind of kept, kept stayed in my mind throughout my early professional experiences and fast forwarding a little bit through a few other experiences that, that had some similar themes. I was working, I was in business school and I was working with this one individual uh, who was formerly incarcerated and, and, and working with him on getting back on track into a career that he was passionate about. Great guy, um, really wanted to get back to his community and had a vision for, uh, he, he was, he's really charismatic and would do really well in sales and was trying to figure out a good path to get into a, a a career area that he was excited about. And so we went together and drove around to every community college in the Bay Area. We went to all the job training programs. We went to the local workforce boards. We tried out some of the boot camps. And I remember after kind of making a bunch of these different stops over the course of several weeks and months that we finally kind of had, had come to the last option that we knew about. It was an organization called Job, job Train in the Bay Area. And job training ended up being the best option, but that option exist, the option that existed was, you know, go to a, learn IT at a center from 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. There's no time for you to, there. I mean, therefore, it takes up all of the working day, doesn't give you an opportunity to earn an income, 
and didn't have any, you know, real support in actually connecting you to jobs. And so, you know, the, the kind of moral of the story was that I, I tried to enroll in the program to get a better understanding of how it worked. And it turned out that I, the suggestion was that I actually sleep in my car in the parking lot, um, you know, if I didn't have money to pay rent. And that was kind of the best job training and kind of career mobility option that I could find. And it, it was sort of a light bulb moment that why don't we have more pathways to all of these great modern economy jobs where you use digital tools, you can work remotely, work on a more flexible schedule. Um, and there's a lot of career progression uh, and, and many companies more and more are hiring for these roles. And so, you know, it's, you have to put so many of the pieces together yourself online right now, learning YouTube videos and different skill sets um, to figure out what are the jobs available? How do I get to those jobs? And couldn't we make the navigation of this whole system a little bit easier so individuals who want to pursue these pathways can focus on learning and not focus on you know, trying to figure out what exactly they need to be learning. And so that moment sort of standing there um, with my friend in, in the parking lot of job training, I recognized there's a big opportunity to just make the, the path a little bit smoother. Yeah, that's, I, it's when you say unlock human potential, that really resonates with me coming from a background in education. And so it's, it's, it's amazing that um, you, you had that experience and that you were able to translate that experience into this idea that could scale to help, you know, not only, you know, your, your friend that you're working with individually, but a whole host of other people that are like him. I, I guess what, what separates people like you from say people like me in a way is like, I have a lot of great ideas too. I think, oh, you know, we, this, we, this could be a lot better or that could be a lot better, but you actually took that idea and you executed on it to create your own business, which is I think an amazing accomplishment. Um, and I, I'm always in awe of people, you know, whether it's a small business owner or, or a CEO or a founder of a big company who are able to, Kind of take that idea and and turn it into something that's so real, um, and I, and I would imagine that inevitably, as you were you're doing that, especially early on, that you you encountered a lot of obstacles, and and so I'm wondering if you can talk a little bit about you know what were some of those early obstacles that you experienced um, once you decided you know what I'm gonna I'm gonna solve this problem, I'm gonna found this company, and how did you overcome those obstacles? I can't, can't help but take a moment to note that um, while you're incredibly humble, it is the individuals on our team, particularly you and others who are making, you're building the vision for what it looks like for students to have a great learning experience that's empowering and meets them where they are, scaffolded, active, effective. Um, and so, you know, while, while someone had to get the ball rolling, it, it really takes a village to make anything happen that's, that's real and impactful in the world. So, thank you. Um, you really are the, the core of what this company is and, and what we do. Um, I, I'd say from the early days in starting a company, the obstacles you encounter are the, the biggest one is probably that you're just a person in a room with an idea. So one, all the jobs are your job. And second, it's, it's pretty challenging to try to find, recruit talent to a thing that doesn't exist. You can't show anyone a product. You don't have any money to pay them. Uh, you don't have any proof points or traction. And so you really are like searching for a needle in a haystack for someone else who gets it in the way and sees the world kind of in the way that you're seeing this problem and how important it is and that there isn't a good solution and it's worth building from scratch. 
Um, and so I think that's, that's probably the, you know, early on just having so many jobs that you, you know, the biggest, the biggest skill set learning early on was just ruthlessly prioritizing. Does this have to get done? If I do this this week, is this going to move the needle? Am I going to be grateful I did it, you know, the following week? Yeah. And, and, and I'm, I'm curious, you know, is it a, because I think a lot of people, they throw around words like grit um, and it's become sort of this buzzwordy way of, of, of cultivating a mindset that helps you push through challenges. But I'm wondering how do you, if you had to sort of step back and, and look at yourself almost metacognitively, how do you, what's your mindset that you've cultivated and developed that's helped you to push through those obstacles or to um, be actionable, um, you know, in moments that otherwise might seem like uh, maybe you want to quit? It's a, it's a great question. Um, I think of it as in, in maybe two buckets. One is the, the first bucket is around gaining or gathering the energy and the motivation to try. And then the second is around the mindset to actually like do it and be, be successful at it and sort of persevere through to an actual outcome. And in terms of the energy and motivation, I think a lot of it comes from the, the problem human fit of like, are you working on something that you just know like all the way in your core that there's truth there and that there's something that bothers you so much that if you quit, it would still drive you crazy and you'd know you'd try again next week. Um, and so that, that one piece on, on like having some true conviction around a problem or an area is one. And the other is, um, you know, kind of in this energy and motivation bucket. The other is a practice of gratitude of just recognizing like how uh, grateful I am to be able to work on a problem that I care so much about and, um, you know, be working alongside other people who want to realize that vision as well. And so practicing that gratitude is, I'm so thankful that I had the opportunity to work on this, that I, it gives me the energy and optimism that we can do this. And you said something that um, I, I found really interesting, uh, a lot of things, but what, one thing in particular was this idea of tackling a problem that um, is strikes you so deep in your core that even if you weren't working on it, you'd constantly be thinking about, you know, how to solve it. And, you know, as far as your work with Pastream, you, you've already alluded to wanting to unlock people's potential to help them get the digital skills that um, they need to be able to fully or more fully participate in the modern economy. I'm wondering where did that, maybe you've already touched on this, but where did that passion come from to tackle this problem and not another problem? I think that the reason why it's something that, that gives me so much energy and motivates me so much is I've been building my conviction around this problem my entire life. I grew up in a small town in North Carolina. Both my parents are small business owners and it's been abundantly evident to me since I was a, a little kid, the extent to which individuals like opportunities and pathways to success or very little of that is dictated by merit and how much someone tries or even how you know, smart or intelligent or what skill sets they have. Um, there's around so many other things of how we're conditioned to what we expect of ourselves or others expect of us, what access to networks and mentors and um, the, the guidance and the pathways and the navigation that's required to really understand what opportunities could I do and, and how could I go about achieving those. And so uh, in, in the every afternoon when my parents were working, I would 
you know, study and do my homework with their employees' kids as well in the office. We'd all sort of like sit there together and, and work on things and just exposure to a wide variety of backgrounds. And, uh, you know, living in, in uh, Sub-Saharan Africa, uh, working on, you know, small, small lending and microfinance. And then I went to New York and, and worked in, you know, major um, infrastructure investing and private equity investing and finance on Wall Street and saw just the disparities of, of income and, and opportunity and access and taking that and there's been you know, many, many other um, experiences since while I was working in New York every Friday I taught a finance class in Harlem uh, to seventh graders and just being around those kids and around what, what they believed their opportunity sets were, what what they felt like was a path forward for them and what they were aspiring to was so conditioned by these things as well. And so just every step along the way, it's always been something that's been on my mind is, you know, how, how can we make it so that you don't have to have access to a network? You don't have to be born in a certain zip code in order to, you know, be able to, to do the things that you want to do in the world and have it be um, kind of the world be more of your oyster. Yeah, I, th I think, I think you, You've already probably said this in so many words, but if we had to um, crystallize it, um, what are you most passionate about when it comes to um, our students and what we want to empower them to accomplish through taking a path stream course? I think it's honestly appalling that in 2020 or almost 2021, there isn't an accessible online learning experience that's engaging and enjoyable, effective, efficient. What we basically have is a bunch of online videos that you can access for low cost, but there, there's not truly kind of career pathway education that you can do. You know, if you need to study at 10 o'clock at night, it's available for you then. If you need to get some access to tutoring or access to resume review and connect your work to jobs, I mean, the fact that education is totally disconnected from the job search and hiring process is, cr is crazy that this, this doesn't exist. And so what I want for our students is that, that they can log on to Pathstream whenever, whenever they'd like to. And it's, they know that the content is there, that it's the right content for them to learn. And they, after they spend you know, the hour that they dedicated to their, their education and furthering themselves, that they feel empowered. And they're like, this is a, a great hour spent and I feel closer to achieving my own goals. Yeah, that's uh, that's that's awesome. I think that's you you you're definitely echoing what I feel, what I think a lot of the people in the learning design team feel about what we're trying to, uh, you know, again to to repeat your phrase, which I think is the best way of putting it, to unlock the potential of our students so that they can, you know, more um, they can just participate in the modern economy. Um, now, I, I guess zooming out a little bit and, and thinking um, about the industry itself, whether it's online learning or future of work, um, what are you most excited about as far as where this industry is, seems to be headed in general, especially post-COVID, and how maybe does Pathstream specifically fit within that excitement and that vision? I'm, I'm excited to see the education industry can continue to evolve. And there's a lot of themes that have been uh, emerging, you know, over the last maybe 10 years. And those have accelerated two, three, five X uh, this last year. And that's maybe the one of few silver linings of COVID. Um, does it, by so many people needing to go online and the need for uh, 
for individuals to access education that has a return on their investment, that they really get an outcome that's related to, to the money they put into the program, is expose the cracks in the system that all of these various um, pieces are totally disconnected. And we, we mapped the, the journey of uh, non-traditional, of the kind of the typical, if there is a typical non-traditional student and the eight years it takes to go through all of these different colleges and credit hours and losing transfer credits and you know, not, not knowing you know, necessarily what job something connects to and you know, all along that time accumulating debt. And so I think that the, where the education industry is really waking up to, there's more options online, you know, the higher education can't be complacent about we're the only game in town. We have to innovate. We have to uh, bring in some of these new uh, products and technologies and um, content areas that we maybe haven't historically taught and now sort of our, our moment, and I think Pathstream is working you know, hardest to be at the middle of that ecosystem and be really the glue that pulls together you know, the cutting edge technology companies and the use of those technologies and the demand for those in the modern economy with the rigor of higher education and the, the credibility that comes with you know, working with a higher education institution and having a degree from the institution and the, and the pride that comes from you know, having you know, graduating with a degree, as well as Product first, consumer first, making sure that our like we're user centric, student centric, and the learning design and the online learning experience, and bringing that you know also connecting to jobs and all of the partnerships we have with staffing agencies and job boards and uh, major companies in order to make sure students really have an actionable place to go uh, that that is at the tip of their fingers at the, at the end of their program. And so, uh, threading the needle through all of these various things and pulling it together into sort of one seamless experience that so every student doesn't have to do that aggregation themselves is where we can partner with all of these players in the industry to make the system more effective. Yeah, that's I, I think that's an amazing articulation and it, it definitely checks out with just the, the few conversations that um, I've had with our actual students where they just talk about being appreciative that Pathstream has laid out sort of this map for them and really structured, you know, okay, here's where you're going to come in and start to learn this content so you can gain mastery in these high demand digital skills. And then we're going to place you with our career services people to find out, you know, where you might be able to um, actually land one of these jobs and then guide them along the way um, to actual having the job um, and having a successful outcome in that regard. So, um, yeah, I'm very excited also, obviously, about, about the future of what we can do for these students. Um, so uh, winding down here, I know you are uh, very busy today, and I, I appreciate you taking this time, you know, first and foremost, to, to chat with us. I hope it's the, the first of many chats. Um, but I always like to end these, these conversations with a bit of optimism. Um, I think it's... Uh, it's a, it's a necessary thing these days to remain optimistic and as optimistic as we can. So I'm wondering, um, Eleanor, what is the nicest thing that someone has ever done for you? Ever. 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 Okay, great. Uh, the nicest thing someone has ever done for me. E easy question, right? I'm sure. Easy question. Well, one that I just like think on every now and then um, pretty regularly that I wish we'll never forget is when I was looking for my first job, sort of, sort of while we're, we're talking about kind of career and career navigation, I was interviewing for a job in finance um, out of college. I had no idea what I was doing, had never taken a finance class. And I went to, I was interviewing in New York and 
I was taking the bus from the airport uh, to downtown Manhattan. And I happened to be wearing this t-shirt that had the name of the village I'd been working in in Malawi on the t-shirt. Well, it turns out the guy who was sitting across from me on the bus was not only from that village, but he also worked in a finance job in New York. And he, he said, you know, where'd you get that, that t-shirt with uh, the name of that village on there? And I was like, oh, I'm, you know, working on this blah, blah, raising some, trying to raise some money for microfinance, et cetera. And, you know, what are you doing in New York? Oh, I'm here interviewing. I really need to study tonight. I'm not exactly sure what I'm doing with this interview tomorrow. He's like, well, why don't we just go get dinner at the sandwich shop, uh, Cozy in, in Times Square. And he sat there with me for three hours and helped me practice, uh, practice prepping for this interview. And what do you know, every single question he asked me was essentially my interview the next day. So I aced it. And, and I didn't know any of those things beforehand. So it was 100% just the kindness and luck of, of um, sitting next to someone on, on a bus that you know, got, got me started when, you know, otherwise I was essentially graduating college with no, no real skill set and, and would have been on the job search pretty blind without that moment. Well, I, and coming from a, again, an, an educator's perspective, it's, it's always so edifying to hear about the unexpected teacher or the unexpected coach who just, who just emerges from the serendipity of the world and, and provides the, the lesson that you need at the, at the time when you need it. So um, love that story. Uh, Eleanor, it was so great to chat with you as always. Um, like I said, we got to do it again. And uh, yeah, just thank you so much. Really appreciate you. Thank you so much, Anthony. Appreciate the opportunity to talk to you today. Thanks for listening to this episode. If you'd like to learn more about PathStream, please visit pathstream.com or follow us on social media. And if you think you might be interested in starting a PathStream course, visit pathstream.com programs. That's P-A-T-H-S-T-R-E-A-M.com slash programs. Until we talk to you again, happy learning.